0: BIRDS <laughs> CHIRP Welcome one, welcome all to episode 206 of the Xbox Expansion Pass recorded on Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we have statements from Phil Spencer saying whether or not they have plans to bring Game Pass to PlayStation or Nintendo in the near future. Xbox is teasing something big at the Game Awards, and Halo Infinite is bringing a long-awaited mode to fans. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, it's It's been an interesting week as we're getting closer and closer to the Keely Awards. Mm-hmm. So it's been uh, very surprising, I would say, to kind of see, like where the the general game space is because everyone's kind of like in that pre e3 time and rumors and stuff are going wild so it's just kind of uh it's been a weird week uh just overall so and i've been i've been trying to keep up with some of the weirdness um that people have Mm -hmm. and honestly like there's a couple conversations that i think we had last week that um i i'm still seeing
0: circulate around like xbox tax that we're just Kind of over yeah, oh very much. I do not enjoy the Xbox tax discussions uh, yeah. because I think they can very quickly devolve from practical logical and, and theological into something that is very fanboyish or console war based, and I don't think that's the I, if there is a, an Xbox tax which on some level, I think I subscribe to that idea, and on others i don't um, I think there is a very silly Narrative that pops up as a result of the Xbox tax debates, and yeah. I, I tire of those quickly, like I always do. So, so
1: that's seeing a lot of folks still talking about that's been kind of like, eh. yeah. So,
0: but then we did get some like we
1: got some good news this week, and we got some really cool insight that I'm looking forward to kind of like
0: diving into as well too. So yeah, it's, it's like a, a it's mixed bag, very much a mixed bag in terms <laughs> of the gaming space. We had some. It, it is kind of a pre E3 element because the Keeley. The the Keely Awards are very much a tentpole moment for the gaming mm. industry, um, and those tentpole moments have shifted in the last decade from what they are to what they what they were rather to what they are now. Yeah. But they always bring about news and and I would argue healthy discussion points. I've enjoyed the discussions around the Keely, like what qualifies as an indie game, what qualifies as a mm. <laughs> a live service. Like I enjoy the, again the logical, the thoughtful. Debates on those things, what we need to have, what we don't need to have. Um, but I don't like when it's like finger pointing and accusational, yeah. like whether Jeff Keighley has his own bias or not. Like I, I get tired of that because much like uh, Jason Schreier, who's also a polarizing figure in the gaming space for a lot of people, we yeah. need Jeff Keeley, We need the Schreier's. We need people doing certain works because there are too few that are are, are doing games journalism that are doing mm-hmm. major game awards rallying and bringing people uh together under one roof to spotlight games and whatnot so like or dislike they are important to the industry
1: yeah yeah you know what's uh what was surprising this week that i i realized as a result of the Keeley awards what was that? uh there was a conversation that came up around snubs and the the conversation like the whole idea of like getting snubbed and whatnot that's that's its own thing that we've talked about in the past but Mm -hmm. it kind of really brought out a lot of people's passion for games that didn't get nominated that a lot of folks wanted to kind of have a conversation around Mm -hmm. and i think that was really kind of cool to see folks talking about games that most of us may not be paying attention to or may not have had a chance to really like dive into mm-hmm. and uh, uh, one of the topics that i want to you know we're going to be getting into halo mm-hmm. was in in kind of the forefront of a lot of people's minds mm-hmm. when it came to awards and it was really kind of cool to see like the passions uh for games that, that people have in their communities come out and kind of say like hey you know we're we're out here you know mm-hmm. we we love our game we're just we're just busy playing it we're not
0: you know we're not right.
1: journalists writing about it on a regular basis but that was that was really cool i like that
0: it was really cool and i have the same i had a similar thought because people that are invested in their game like the the gamer the player of those games they're not typically out writing articles or whatnot so if i have um i for some reason what's good games in my mind like andrea renee and and the ladies over there they're not playing halo infinite why would they know if that's a a a an excellent live service, or if it's getting well served as a gaming community, why would they know about esports? Why would um you know, like people at IGN that are not playing Halo be able to comment on that? Why would people at GameSpot that are not playing Destiny be able to comment on that? And it, and that's not a diss to anybody, but it's the nature of that kind of an award requires a community to be involved. And if they don't care or not invested in the social conversation, do people know how well served they are? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I
1: I think that's uh, definitely like we have the player choice award for in, in the Keeley nominations to be able to like voice our opinion, like which one the community thinks is the best game of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's definitely a space where we, we could have had something like best ongoing game open mm-hmm. up to the public vote, because mm-hmm. I think that would that would kind of like even the playing field a little bit more for certain games that, that people may not be paying attention to.
0: Yep. Yep. No, I, I agree. I think also the nature of those public, like player choice vote on this awards sometimes can get memed. And I'm thinking about last year, the Sonic Frontiers community. Yeah. And I wonder, was it Elden Ring? Sonic Frontiers and Elden Ring? I can't remember what it was. Mm. But as somebody who loved Sonic Frontiers and I love Sonic Frontiers, that's not a game award, that's not a game of year award, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not quite the same thing. It's kind of like, it was, I guess it's not one to one, but like, Starfield is on my shortlist for Game of the Year, but I don't believe it should be in the game of the year next to some of the other titles that I think are probably more deserving of a more complete, refined bug free, clean experience. Um, yeah, but you know yeah, it's all it's all opinion, and then when it's opinion, I appreciate when people are respectful as they express it. so yep, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, we kind of got jumped into a Game Pass topic, which I or uh, not a Game Pass, a Game of the Year topic, which is is neat. Uh, but we have not done our, uh, words. Of oh kindness. yeah, we haven't done we the, the, like the actual it. like patron stuff, have we? <laughs> yeah, we didn't do any of that. That's all right. I'm cool with that. Um, I want to do my words of kindness first, if you don't mind. No, go for it. Uh, so very trying week in the lower household. Uh, Mrs. Ghost and I had to put our pup down, which was very sad. Um, and it's been very difficult. Uh, we it comes on the back of a number of other kind of sad things in our family this year, but the community was really kind, um, both in social spaces, uh, in our discord, everyone was reaching out, being very kind, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then we got to do our, uh, Xbox wrap up, which is now a community format where we invite patrons onto the show. And, uh, butch four, nine, six, nine joined us. It was great to see Rick again this month. Uh, and then red beast joined us for the first time, which was an absolute blast to have him, uh, And he got to tell us about how his kids listen in the car and whatnot. So I want to give them a good shout out. What's up, Red Beast? Red Beast. Uh, And the kiddos listening. You guys are awesome. Absolutely made my week. And it's those little things that can get you through tough things. And so I wanted to to shout out uh, everybody that had words of kindness for me this week, uh, as well as Red Beast and his fam. Because uh, it's cool to know that they listen on the way to school and whatnot. So I hope you guys have a good day at school.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, I'll, I'll echo that as well, too. It was, it was really cute to see him, too, in the uh, in the actual recording when we were going in and then they popped out. Yeah. But yeah, was it's, what was it, it's what, nice. What was the
0: outfit? What was the outfit? Mario? What was it Mario? was um, Grinch. No, not Grinch. It was he Grinch. He had a cool. You know, yeah, it no, it was Grinch. Yeah. OK.
1: The, conver- yeah. the conversation was around the Grinch costume. Yeah, that's right. So oh, that man. Good. That was cool. <laughs> so who are your words of kindness this week, my friend? Uh, Oh yeah. I should probably say mine. Um, So I wanted to shout out Lizza LaRue um, who is a, it's a fantastic name, but um, Lizza LaRue is one of the community members for Sea of Thieves who has just kind of been there since like alpha days. Um, And she's still a big part of the community. Mm -hmm. But what she is, is she's a fantastic prop maker. Like she makes some of the coolest looking props that she sent over to Rare that have actually been in the videos in the background, uh, during like their their kind of like sea of news videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh it's I can't remember when it's it kicked off, but at the beginning of December, she does these 12 days of giving. And Mm -hmm. she says, like, hey, you know, I'm doing this giveaway. Uh, she's gonna pick 12 lucky people to receive some of these props. And these props are just like they're they're stuff from the game, but it looks like it's from the game. It's stylized the same way. It looks mm-hmm. very authentic and she does a great job of making these and it's always kind of like a little bit of a treasure to be able to get some. I wanted to get some last time I went to uh England to um SOT Fest when uh, my wife and I were there. She had a whole bunch and I was like, "Oh god, I wish I had the room. I wish I had the ability to get some of these props." to take back home but they're so big uh that there's just there's no way i'd be able to fit them i'd have to get them like shipped out so i've been seeing like my community members and i've been seeing other community members nominate each other for this uh gift 12 days of giving and i just wanted to shout it out because so often like with communities after a while if things don't go well for the game the community sour and you lose some of that magic and some of that like just kind of sense of of um, sense of community I guess is the best way to put it and she's right here every year doing the 12 days of giving trying to like keep that that kind of essence of what makes the CFE's community so special alive and she's been doing it for years at this point you know it's five years into the game so really just love her for that and and uh, love how supportive her husband has been over the years of all this goofy prop making that we're that she's been doing That just it's for a video game that he has no interest in so it's just really cool
0: that's cool that's nice to see and and a good reminder that games have an impact well beyond the playing of the game
1: yeah no kidding and the people that you spend time with in games tend to be some of the closest connections that you can make when it comes to actually like wanting to you know have like friends and stuff like that like I try to explain to to co or or my wife's friends, like you know why I don't have local friends, and it's like, well, I do have local friends, but the local friends are the friends that I say that I play with every night mm-hmm. <laughs> over comms. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be living here, and they happen to be living there, but we're all locally talking in a sense. Right?
0: No, I totally get it, and I, I felt that way. Like I got to see Joe in person uh, a few weeks ago. I it, know was this so great. It <laughs> was this great, like wonderful <laughs> moment. But then like it quickly, quickly became like, oh, I'm just hanging with my bud. And it was like it was like we'd done this for years. So it was it was a cool feeling. Well, look, man, uh, I think it's time we read some some patron shout outs. Yeah. uh, And then get on into the rest of the news because we kind of already dipped our toe in early on. Yeah. Sorry cool. guys. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> thank you to those of you who are supporting XCP over at Patreon.com/slash Xbox Expansion Pass. You guys are keeping the lights on and the content coming. We know it's a a uh, end of the year time, and your dollars are are sometimes spread thin, especially around shopping time. But it really does make a difference, and it helps this show keep going. Uh, and so I am grateful to you guys. It helps us get. Uh, hardware. It helps us get games if we need to cover games. Uh, there are a number of things that just help us get through website fees and stuff. So I'm really appreciative of those of you who have chosen to support us financially. Thank you. Uh, I think we, it is time that we read our tier two and three shout outs. Uh, so, Logan, I'm going to tackle that one this month or this week, okay. rather, if you don't want. Yeah. No, no. I want to give a shout out this week to Nicholas Johnson, Ellery Woods Parker III, Nicholas Downey, Rob Frawley II, Tal Zocci, Xbox Skittle, Steel Rain, Matto 1606, Randall Thor 19, Silkenit, Rick Gaffney, African aka Charles Jones, Game Positive, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, The Lord, Sir, Master, Fixer, and Completionist James Suddy Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys for choosing to support XEP over at patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. It really does make a difference. We appreciate you. If you guys are interested in Xbox Uh, expansion pass merch we have merch now courtesy of the one and only dj hero that link is in the description of the shows uh pretty cool gifts to give we have tumblers we have card wallets which are really cool fantastic we have hats Uh, a couple of you guys have sent in pictures i need to start getting those into the video version uh super cool high quality stuff by the way which i'm really digging uh and a bit atypical not your typical like just t-shirt and stickers which i know some of you guys want that's on the list We'll, we'll get it eventually but right now card wallets and cups which Logan is dancing with right now which is dope well (laughs) Logan we started by talking about the game awards I'd like to kind of wrap up and finish that topic very quickly here Uh, Xbox has been had had an interesting relationship with the game awards in the Xbox series S and X era the series S and X were showcased and announced at the game awards we saw that box for the first time with that incredible Hellblade 2 trailer uh, really did something special. And then since then, there have been debates and, and uh, discussions about whether or not Xbox is being well represented, whether they deserved to be well represented in the Xbox Series S and X era. Um, I would say that there's definitely some room for debate, but they have not necessarily had all the games worthy of a full Game of the Year category. Uh, you know, our heavy hitters in this generation have been Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon 5 you know like you know, yeah <laughs> what, what's your what's your top tier game like does minecraft legends deserve to get a shout out there does redfall certainly not uh debates galore here and there like pentiment these are niche titles in some cases well this was the year where xbox i would argue has done the absolute best job at delivering content to its players the question being are those game of the year category? Uh, Deserved nominations some would say yes some say no it doesn't actually matter in this case at least in my opinion because xbox is set to make some pretty big announcements at the game awards a lot of eyes are going to be on the game awards and xbox has been doing quite well this year so uh, i'm excited to see what it is they bring to the table i think the logical question is what are they going to bring to showcase there i have my theories i'm curious what yours are oh do i get to go first
1: you do indeed my friend ooh, ooh, ooh. uh so you remember you remember how uh, let, let, let's take a, a a way back machine there peabody to uh to the old activision blizzard um uh, uh uh released information the stuff that they didn't want to get out okay um xbox has consistently been putting out hardware announcements for the keelys and stuff i think we're going to get this refresh you think we're going to see the refresh here? I think we're going to see the refresh. I think we're going to definitely see the new controller with the refresh. Mm. And I think that it's it's same box, same, you know, same. I, I don't know if the look is going to be the same, but I think we are definitely going to see something to coincide with PlayStation 5's kind of refresh of the, uh, the PlayStation 5 model. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're going to get that hardware announcement there. I think that's... That's one of the biggest things because I think I think Xbox wants to kind of save some of their 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 big big uh, hitters for their own thing. Last mm-hmm. year we got this amazing Xbox developer roundup that mm-hmm. was at the end of January and it and it hit so well with uh, HiFi Rush being a shadow drop mm-hmm. from Tango GameWorks. I would be very surprised if they didn't want to try and do something like that again, you know, try and recapture that lightning in a bottle. So when Mm -hmm. it comes to like game awards, I I really feel like they're, they may give like Keely a couple good promotional things that are coming up for 2024, Mm -hmm. but I think they're going to put hardware there because I think hardware's the easy thing without having to worry about, um, like production timelines are a lot more predictable with hardware than they are with software.
0: I, I'm i going to dispute some of the logic here and agree with some of the others. I think oh. this is a time for software because uh. hardware, you have holiday sales. You don't want to dissuade anyone from picking up hardware. And right now, uh, we're seeing some incredible bundles for the Xbox Series X. Even post Black Friday, we're seeing better bundles. Yeah like a Series X for $350 with Diablo 4 which to me is a game of the year, caliber game. Um pretty incredible. I don't think you want to dissuade people from getting current hardware because you had the Series S refresh, you have the Series X bundles there. I think what they're doing is clearing shelves for this January February top talking about. The, the series x refresh if that's mm. truly going to come to fruition which i believe it would it makes sense to streamline chipsets and stuff uh, because they have made a conscious effort in 2023 to fix their hardware supply concerns and they did that at the expense of cloud they stopped yeah. putting some of those things on server racks uh because they w- what's that that's fine i'm fine yes. with that. <laughs> i agree it's fine and Get actually to, to to jump ahead a little bit Phil Spencer no 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 um,
1: don't do it we'll talk we'll, we'll keep it we'll keep it go keep it focused on don't let me distract you okay
0: well I'll say that uh, I think the hardware refresh discussions come later on when you want to monopolize a topic mm-hmm. uh, a news cycle and here you want to sell your box and you do that with with uh, software like you show Avowed you show Hellblade 2 you show one to two more and then mm hold the rest in reserve right now. PlayStation has a brilliant opportunity to showcase what it is they have coming because no one knows. We only know Wolverine and that's about it. Right. And there's been a lot of fuss about PlayStation in 2023, not having enough software. The irony being they're selling quite well, the, but we don't know what's coming. So PlayStation has an opportunity to say, here's our slate. Xbox needs to have, here's our slate kind of next to it. Um, and then monopolize the discussion about hardware later on, uh, that is my theory. But either way, I'm excited because I would imagine we see Halo, uh, Halo Infinite's PVE mode, which is which is coming, which is dope. I uh, see that get a little spotlight. We see some stuff that we already know here and there. Sell game pass of it, but show us some of the games that it's time to see. That's what I would. Yeah. Think. Mm,
1: mm. See, I, I disagree. I think it's only been about six months since E3 timeframe mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the games that we saw there with like the uh like uh, uh south of midnight um oh, I, i'm forgetting on the, the the names of them right now but avowed south of midnight uh, uh the tower, tower game Towerborn. Tower uh the clockwork game clockwork revolution clockwork mm-hmm. revolution uh those are all ones that in like fable mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think we know that they're coming i don't think that they're as close as like we like first quarter of 2024 but i think because of us knowing those i think maybe they'll have like a couple game announcements Mm -hmm. game trailers with dates for the close stuff like the quarter one stuff but i think they i i do think they want to try and do their own showcase where they can kind of do something on their terms and kind of really like xboxify it Mm -hmm. uh I think that the comment that you make about them wanting to not deter sales from hardware, the the game awards is such a niche thing in the gaming community that a lot of people will go there for the trailers, but I don't think a lot of people who are buying systems are like out there, not with a system right now. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone watching the game awards is without an Xbox or, or a PlayStation or a Nintendo switch. I think that they're, they're kind of in their ecosystem and either have at least one or multiple of the consoles Mm -hmm. and that's not going to really deter like the the general populace buying a console buying an xbox for the first time
0: or probably not watching the game awards to find out for hardware news i i tend to agree with you however i think that this is where you sell that person with a playstation and xbox you sell the person that's a switch family with an xbox i think Mm. that's the general idea at least that's That's a theory of mine, but nonetheless, like the bigger picture is that Xbox is telling its consumers, go watch the Game Awards, which for all the the hoopla, if Xbox is being well represented there for all the social discourse about, you know, Keely being biased or Kojima, he loves like none of that really matters because so many eyes are on year after year. uh, We see the Game Award audience growing. And they consistently have an opportunity to showcase what the best of Xbox is. And frankly, like Xbox has only improved throughout the series S and X generation started strong. They had that week 2022. But even then, that week 2022 was great for its live service properties. They did a good job with their live service games and Game Pass delivered nonstop. So they had good talking points, Um, dipped in sales for for consoles. Um, but we're seeing consistent efforts to bring new audiences in. Uh, we're also with the Xbox update in the, is it the December update or November? I always kind of confused, but it's the December, the December update, uh, they're bringing compact mode, which you have a good theory on. They're doing some good stuff with its, uh, jet with the Japanese language stuff. They have another audience that they can discuss the globalization of Xbox on a better scale. Uh, and show what xbox truly is to a bigger audience i think that's the the goal so whether they're getting an award or not isn't the actual objective the objective is to bring eyes on the brand in a positive way
1: yeah yeah and and i agree there
0: and, and it's it, it makes sense like
1: it's just it's easy to kind of see why they're doing so well this this year and i agree with the the 2022 assessment but Overall, I, I think this is a good opportunity for them to showcase why Xbox is so strong. I I am kind of curious as as uh, as we're kind of like winding down on this on the the, the awards thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're gonna see any announcements pertaining to the Activision Blizzard deal? It's been a, a couple months now. They've had some time to kind of have some be- some meetings as far as like backwards compatibility mm-hmm. or stuff coming to Game Pass we already know it's coming for game pass in December. Uh, but do you think they're going to announce anything as far as like stuff that's
0: coming to the catalog? Had you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said no because, uh, Spencer and his team were very clear that like, there's no secret, uh, you know, event plan. There's no special spotlight happening because it's going to take time to integrate. But in the last two weeks, we've seen comments from them specifically saying, uh, that the acquisition and the integration is moving faster than they expected. Yeah. And then we have Sarah Bond, who all she did was tweet an image of an Xbox 360 logo. That was all Sarah Bond did. But with her recent promotion to head of Xbox uh, and the quite understandable realm that if you're an Xbox executive, you are you've gone through PR training enough to know that anything you put out into socials is going to be taken and considered for something as a tease. Phil Spencer yeah. even made those comments in that topic that you don't want to talk about just yet. Like, we know that they know what they are doing. So for her to put out an Xbox 360 logo, suggestive of backward compatibility, for to hear comments about how quickly Activision is being integrated, I would think they do have something. Maybe it's, uh, you know, the first slew of Activision Blizzard games coming to back compat. As yeah. a surprise, because we thought that program was dead, but we thought it was dead before, and then it Lazarus up and gave us new games. I know, you know, so uh, random, so random. <laughs> so there, there are certainly, there are certainly possibilities, and I do think we see something from Activision Blizzard. Likely, uh, a few old Cod games coming to Game Pass. You know, which I'm down for. I think that's great. Uh, likely, a few smaller titles. I say smaller. Let me rephrase that. Like forgotten. Things like Singularity popping up in there, and all it will be will be the, the the back and pat ROM available for gamers to check out. But that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's my thought. you, asked, you asked, we know what if I think we'll see Activision Blizzard. Yes, I do. I, I, do. I, I it's. I'm kind of with you on
1: it. <laughs> I mean, the Sarah Bond tweet to me. I mean, she's she's done tweets in the past that have kind of been. You know, just like just random fun. tweets, yeah, mm-hmm. just fun. And I and I kind of hold her to that standard. I don't really hold her to the to the hey Aaron Greenberg tweezing or tweeting kind of like teasers and stuff like that, right? Um, so I I was I kind of brushed that off personally. Mm-hmm. It's just like a she just felt like tweeting the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty because brand recognition and stuff. It, it it would seem it seems so out of nowhere that there's not really a correlation or a rumbling of what else is going on. So I, I would be surprised if that was like actually like a tease because mm-hmm. that's going to end up causing more scrutiny on everything else that she tweets. And she's mm-hmm. done work to try and downplay like some of that, like emoji stuff that she was tweeting a while ago. Like, Hey, these aren't, these aren't things that are, this isn't trying to like, this is just me having fun. I'm not trying to like insinuate anything with mm-hmm. these tweets. So to to do that specifically with the Xbox 360, I think would be counter to what her intent was with
0: a lot of her other tweets. Fair. Fair. Makes sense. Makes sense there. Um, kind of, I suppose, tangentially related, you know, the the topic of what she might be doing and it's, is something coming to Game Pass or being returned. Uh, we did not, at the time of recording last week, know what was coming to Xbox Game Pass in December. Yeah. And now we do. And it is a banger month. I was very surprised to see the quality of games dropping in. Uh, Remnants one and two have already been dropped in. They were shadow dropped, not shadow. That's a fair, that's not a fair statement. They were surprised dropped into game pass at the very end of November. Uh, yeah. Just all of a sudden they were so on socials popping up. Hey, uh, remnant one and two are on game pass. Uh, and since then, Xbox has spotlighted Far Cry 6 as being in there. Rise of the Tomb Raider is in there. One that we knew, and shout out to a former interview, We SteamWorld Build is in there, which, by the way, I've had for a month. Um, haven't played it just because of all the kind of tragedy that's gone on in the lore household. But um, it, it it's very well reviewed and in, in interviewing that team a few months ago. Very excited to jump into that. Uh, Tin Hearts, World War Z Aftermath is in there. Uh, while the iron's hot is in there like it is a crazy good month for Xbox Game Pass, which could not be better timed, I would argue, because we we saw a recent data point release that children are asking for subscription monies as opposed to physical games. And that's that's trending more. And there is some crazy good stuff happening in Game Pass. Um, and I'll recommend to everybody getting Game Pass for people is the gift to give. Uh, but. Uh, to me the big selling point is steam world build uh but for remnant 2 1 and 2 to drop in there is awesome rise of the tomb raider is an older title sir but it checks out uh that's a really good game uh (laughs) far cry 6 is its own thing Uh, what i noticed about this logan it's a lot of embracer stuff there
1: yeah yeah boy that's a that's a hot button topic right now um Mm -hmm. yeah i i I really like this lineup. Uh, Far Cry Six is a fantastic Ubisoft game. I think they've I, John Carlos Espesito is a fantastic villain uh, in Far Cry Six. Really, just cold blooded, but with a um, with an iron fist that that has like a driven goal for a, a, a very kind of monarch style or, or a tyrannical leader style of of like their version uh, of, of I think it's is it Brazil. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, Cuba. I'm trying to remember Cuba. Cuba. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, like playing through that, I absolutely love it. The only, the only thing I, I have an issue with, with far cry six is the ammo type system that they have in that game. But I, I mean, outside of that, I think, I think the, uh, the, the game itself is really, really well done. Remnant and remnant two. That's a huge, that's a huge win for folks. Cause remnant two is brand new this year. Remnant one, really good. Mm-hmm. positive reviews for those all around world war z was in game pass for a long time mm-hmm. i think it dropped out and i think it's back in same thing with rise of the tomb raider mm-hmm. uh steam world bid uh, build is uh, echo your sentiment it is the one that i think is the biggest win mm-hmm. i'm very interested to jump into steam world did because i love the steam world games mm-hmm. um depending on like the type of game that they are since they jump genres so mm-hmm. so frequently uh, which is crazy that they're able to do that. And that interview that you had with them was fantastic about World build. Thank if you. folks haven't gotten a chance to go listen to that. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to jumping into that because I do want to try like a SimCity-style game mm-hmm. in the SteamWorld uh, genre because it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's one of those genres. It's, it's kind of like Fallout or Mad Max. I just, I really like that kind of deserty, dystopian future-styled game. And SteamWorld does it in such a cute way that... It's, it's hard to ignore how awesome it is. But yeah, it's a really good lineup this year. I think um, Goat Simulator 3 out of nowhere too. That was a this year game as well. Mm-hmm. Getting put into Game Pass. Anyone not satisfied with something in December to play, uh, it, I,
0: I would love to know what kind of game you're
1: looking for. Mm-hmm. It must be like
0: a JRPG or something like that. I saw uh, a bit of video on Spirit of the North and something about it told me that like Ellery, they would be really into it totally um, yeah <laughs> you know and, and like that was something that i i definitely felt and i'll put a call out because our community was very excited about several of these like they immediately got excited about remnant uh immediately got excited about uh was it SteamWorld, and and uh i even heard good things about was it timkin i can't i never never. it's tin, tin hearts is it tin hearts tin hearts um I will put a call out to our community, the games that Logan and I aren't by nature set to review or give coverage on if you will write a review for us. We'll read it on the show. I love when we get to do that. got mm, um, yeah. some great reviews for stuff that we don't play by our nature. And so I, I'm anxious to see, you know, what our community is playing what listeners of this show are playing, if you're willing to write a quick, you know, two paragraph one paragraph review, let us know because it helps us cover stuff that by nature, we don't necessarily get to. Um, yeah. Right now, you and I are playing something under NDA, which we can't talk about. And so that's where our coverage energies are going uh, at Mm -hmm. the moment. So I will welcome uh, some community reviews there for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I want to transition now because Game Pass is a place where as an Xbox consumer, if you're a subscriber to Game Pass, you can stream your games to to the cloud like from the cloud and play anywhere and while we've been talking logan um i put on my backbone and i've been logging in yeah i often like you know dabble in mobile and stuff while we chat and there's a lot of stuff to suggest xbox is doing a good job uh or rather say focusing their energies on the mobile space with their game pass or their uh game update for december bringing a compact mode which i'm going to invite you to talk about uh and then In the interview with Windows Central, he talks about how cloud is still a priority, but it's shifting a bit here and there. Well, I booted up Vampire Survivors, and I started it on cloud about three minutes ago, and it's just now getting in because of queue times, which I think is very interesting. We talked about how they would stop kind of pushing consoles to server racks and instead are selling hardware to consumers, which I believe is the right choice. But uh, there's a lot that Xbox is trying to do to bring games to a number of different places different screens mobile uh, pc space other devices apps on tvs uh, and it's a lot to try and focus your energies but spencer has been clear that he thinks of all gamers as xbox gamers and that's brought about a number of different talking points i'm going to invite you first to talk about the game update and what compact mode is and the japanese uh, language support. Yes, if you would talk about that, because you dropped a really good theory in our Discord this week that I was not even thinking about, and it made a lot of good sense.
1: Yeah, so what's going on now is is uh, the Xbox app on Windows is is very much a, a, a desktop-based program. Um, mm-hmm. They've been working on it for years at this point, and they've been consistently adding features and functionality and trying to shift people away from the Xbox companion store as well as the Windows store. So they give a more holistic approach that mirrors what you expect from an actual Xbox console. Uh, That with the addition of like game bar has kind of solidified itself and really fine tuned itself to be a good experience now. Um, So those that have kind of strayed away from the Xbox app and game bar because of the functionality or the lack of, or the, 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 the lack of, of polish uh, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to go check it out and give it a chance because it's definitely come a long way. Uh, but what they've done is they've added a compatibility mode for smaller screens for the Xbox app. And what this will do is try to reinforce support for those handhelds like Logitech G Cloud mm-hmm. uh, or the ROG or, or the ROG Ally. Um, which I think I heard someone say was like the, the Roger Ally or something like that the other mm-hmm. day. They called it, they had a, like a cute name for it. Uh, but Steam Deck as well, too. And the, the, the idea is that that paired along with uh, the recent addition to Japanese language support is a very targeted measure in my mind that the team is looking to capture an audience in Japan right now. Right now in Japan, uh, PlayStation has released their PlayStation Portal uh and i believe that to be a direct uh response to the popularity in japan and in their market of the switch mm-hmm. the switch is hands down one of the biggest consoles for japanese gamers due to how mobile they tend to be or how mobile focused they tend to be mm-hmm. you know if you look at the generations nintendo has built in the culture of handheld gaming you know being on a train and being able to play your game boy or your nintendo ds or mm-hmm. you know to go around and go to uh different um like little little uh, uh, uh i can't remember what they used to call them but there was like little ds spots where you'd uh, go and like get little gifts and stuff for you to exchange information about. like a yeah. year
0: pass or something like you could walk by somebody with a ds and get
1: treats is yep. that what you mean yeah so they've they've built in this idea that you want to have like a handheld console with you all the time mm-hmm. and the switch has been a, a real crazy like just it's it's been a, a cultural phenomenon over there and how it is completely changed like what they expect mobile gaming to be like and with something like a, a rog ally or the steam deck uh or any other or you know like based systems that come out that are going to be that handheld Form factor. Mm-hmm. You want to have your experience be the the easiest possible to be able to navigate. You want to have something that makes sense. You don't want to have to go to your phone and pull up a website where the website looks like it is just the desktop version. You want an easy to access, uh, touch based interface for your audience, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what they've done with the Xbox app. And adding Japanese language support is a, a clear indication that they understand like if we're going to be bringing all of these really great jrpgs from the persona franchise to game pass we want people who grew up with those franchises Mm -hmm. and had them you know built in their backyard have a good experience with the xbox app so this was very key for them to ensure that they are able to really kind of capitalize on that mobile-based handheld market Mm -hmm. in japan and the commitment to getting japan on board with xbox as an ecosystem and not just a thing that is in the market
0: it it all makes sense like when you lay it out like that it does make sense because they've made such concerted efforts to go and get uh games that are popular in japan onto game pass they've made a concerted effort to uh spotlight their their console in japan in a way that they it hasn't successfully done in the Xbox One era and not since the very early days of the 360 era, and not at all in the original Xbox era. We saw they sold very well at one point uh, a month or so ago. They, they had two weeks consecutively where they outsold the PlayStation 5 um, for a number of debatable reasons, but the point is it happened. People wrote news articles about it. People started thinking about it, um, and we know they want to consistently improve their relationships and their install base worldwide. Spencer consistently says that if you have a game screen, he considers you uh, an Xbox gamer, a potential Xbox gamer. And that brings with it a whole host of options and abilities. But the idea that on your phone, you can play an Xbox game on your device you, that, that uh, is connected to the Internet with a screen, you can play an Xbox game. And that compact mode uh, does present more ease of approach for a developer to set themselves up to make the game more playable in different places so i'm i'm very much inclined to agree with you and um simply put i hope it works because to me the playstation portal good or bad is a very niche device but the idea that you can pop a backbone on your phone or just jump in on your app on your samsung tv or something like that presents a a far more lucrative option the the deficit being you cannot play a game that you own via cloud unless it is on Game Pass. And I find that to be a problem, which he addressed. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree there. Uh, I will point towards that particular spot. In an interview with Windows Central, Spencer said uh, a number of things that the the games you own are on their way to cloud streaming. It's just not as quickly as they would have thought. Um, There's a full uh, host of quotes here. Uh, but he largely, I'm going to paraphrase uh, for this one, guys, and point to the Windows Central interview. Which, congrats to Jazz on that one. Um, I'm, I'm jealous in the in a good way, if that makes sense. That will long be a goal of mine. Uh, but Spencer says that Xbox Play Anywhere has been a long term part of their strategy, and he doesn't think they've made as much progress as they could have been given the years that it's been available. Uh, they're still looking at the ability for you to stream games that you own, and that xbox cloud gaming overall there's been a bit of a pause on getting the server racks as advanced as they were at one point because it used to be like every bit of hardware was going to those server racks and you could stream but they didn't see the growth in the cloud arena the online streaming arena that they necessarily needed to and it was sacrificing hardware sales and so they've kind of put a pause on that thus you're getting higher queue times to play via cloud uh, and as a result, they're able to get hardware out there faster, um, which I would argue is why you're seeing such great sales um, of hardware because now they've got it available to people and they want to get it sold and off shelves, maybe due to the refresh we talked about, maybe not. But uh, nonetheless, I think it's really cool to kind of see that the, the progress they are making in these streaming spaces. But I am bummed that some of that stuff is on hold because I think it's important that I because I own the game, I should be able to stream it. If that's a broadcasted thing that said once Diablo goes into game pass, that would be my main stream game. You know, I'll be a little, I'll be a little more happy then. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I
1: think this is like, I've been, I've been wondering when, cause they announced this a while ago. I've been wondering why we haven't heard or seen anything regarding the, the play anywhere program with being able to stream your the games that you've bought like out outside of game pass Mm -hmm. having access to those you know uh that's something that i think would alleviate a lot of the 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 design around what hardware-based streaming or versus like having it locally installed and playing it directly or cloud-based like streaming and stuff like Mm -hmm. knowing that if i want to play if i want to jump into fallout or far cry 6 right before i would have to have it like installed from the disc on my console Mm -hmm. and yeah i could use like play anywhere on my phone to be able to stream it from my console but i still had to have that thing in there you know and that 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 was like one game where i just wanted to kind of dip my toe in from time to time and that's what i love about cloud streaming with game passes game pass allows me to be able to cloud stream something without necessarily needing to have that install, Mm -hmm. but I would like to be able to stream those games that I own. And that's, I think a step beyond what anyone else is trying to do right now with those gaming libraries. Like you can do that with PlayStation Essential, Uh, I think through their PS3 games, like Mm -hmm. you, you just have access to that library and you can stream it directly, but you can't, you can't buy a game have it physical, put it into your console, and then say, "Okay, I own this game. It's in my library. I want to be able to stream it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is something that goes above and beyond just the idea of like, oh, well, you can you know, you can stream it from your console. It's like, cool, but I don't want to have it installed on my console all the time. Sometimes I just want to dip in for a little bit. So I'm glad that they're still kind of moving forward with that. I think it's an important thing that will, at a distinction level from xbox's catalog you know Mm -hmm. you have any catalog you have you can now stream it doesn't matter it's like nvidia geforce Mm -hmm. um to kind of go against where i think like xbox is kind of stepped away from trying to do the the compete against sony and nintendo and more for like Let's go against uh, Nvidia and and other cloud-based streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where they see their competition because that's where the future will move us towards. And I think using using these kind of systems to kind of give us access to our library regardless mm-hmm. is is a is a really smart move. Very I forward-thinking.
0: A, I have a theory that some mm. of the reason this was on hold, apart from the list the things that we listed, is that the future of cloud was a bit in. Flux, given the Activision Blizzard, like where are you going to stream certain titles? If these go into Game Pass, there's some legality that comes with that, and I wonder if now that that future has been solidified with you know partnerships with Boosteroid and some of the other cloud streaming spaces like Ubisoft is taking over in certain parts of the EU, et cetera. I wonder if perhaps that's there'll be there'll be more movement on stream games, your own stream stuff in Game Pass. The cloud gaming space will get more clean. Because yeah. some of that stuff was on hold. And, and I don't know if that's the case, but it does occur to me that that could have been a possibility.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised if just everything overall kind of took a little bit of a backseat, you know, put on the back burner for now while they were working through that acquisition because it was such a litigious acquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think that everything kind of suffered a little bit from it, um, especially like, you know, 2022, you know, it was a very quiet. year and all we had to talk about was really the activision blizzard deal Mm -hmm. um now that that's kind of like in the rearview mirror Mm -hmm. i think we're i think attention and focus from like phil and the teams are now able to be put towards stuff that maybe was kind of kicked up before and now they can kind of be like okay hey by the way what's going on with that update on uh play anywhere where are we at with that and what's Mm -hmm. what's blocking us
0: certainly all the the legalities were a distraction for those yeah. leadership teams and whether they did a whether they wanted it to be or not they had to focus on those events those things be prepared their time and energies were put towards certain things and now they're able to kind of like you said get back to you know where are we at on X Y or Z and that is to me very promising because if they're bringing back the focus or so they're returning to kind of that core of like, let's get content to gamers in more ways. Now they've got such a catalog with which to do that with. I'm very excited yeah. for it. Yeah, uh, me too. Logan, that, that, speaking of that catalog in that same Phil, Sp- Phil Spencer interview, one of the things that I found interesting was that uh, Phil Spencer is not planning to force dormant IP to return just because. He's not going to take a team and say, hey, we own Spyro, go make Spyro. He's going to let the teams have a bit more uh, say-so in what it is they make. He wants to identify passions that the team has uh, and make the games that they want to make, which I am encouraged by to a particular extent. I'm very excited to see that that's the approach he's taking with his internal studios. I hope that means also that they'll go outside or seek out, is there a team interested in this dormant IP? Is there a team that wants to make a Spyro game, wants to make a banjo game, wants to make something? Because if you are, we want to encourage that passion. What ideas do you have? I hope that's the approach because I don't want a team forced to make something they don't want to make. That's not healthy for bringing in talent. And we've seen Xbox do a great job at trying to support its talent in the wake of some of the necessary unionizations taking place in the gaming industry, some of the frustrations in watching the development of things like Halo Infinite, where people were all contracted but not on salary, and that resulted in a lack of fluidity in the teams. I think there's a lot of lessons learned. I want the teams to make what they want to make because then you get Hi-Fi Rush, you get Pentiment, you get Obsidian's Grounded, and you get some of their bigger stuff. Um, maybe I'm over-reading into it, but what was your take on seeing that? No, no I mean, I,
1: I think that there's... Uh, there's two sides i'll take the devil's advocate approach on this one um people are consistently asking for things like legacy of kane soul reaver people are constantly asking for things like banjo kazooie on this and to have phil you know wear like the quake t-shirt mm-hmm. and people like being extremely excited about that to have uh folks like jez Corden in in the uh in in the media talk about you know, wanting StarCraft 2 to, to be a thing again or StarCraft to be a thing again or Heroes of the Storm to be a thing again. Um, like there's a lot of IP that is dormant. And yeah, maybe you don't want to force it onto a team specifically, but there's most definitely a, a, a place where there is going to be a studio who isn't sure what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And Phil coming to them and being like, hey, we really want to know if you guys will make a banjo game. Mm -hmm. and give it to toys for bob you know that's going to do a lot for the community because it it shows that not only is is phil and the team like aware and 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 you know present in in the conversation of what gamers are asking for and trying to help deliver on that Mm -hmm. um but it also helps kind of revitalize a lot of the ip that is like loved and cherished you know nostalgia is a big thing it's one of the things i think uh is is kind of it's a detriment to to new IP in the industry because it doesn't ever feel like new IP gets a chance. So, you know, yes, you can take a risk with new IP and have a hi-fi rush. Mm -hmm. You can also take a risk with new IP and get a redfall. Mm -hmm. What you can do though is you can take some of these loved IPs that you already have, like a fan base built into them, and you can give them to a studio to make something of it. And if you trust the studio well enough to make a good game and have a little more love and care for this, then you're going to win. Like you're going to get the the gamers to be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe uh, the year 2026 when we got a brand new banjo game and Phil Spencer did it. He, he brought he brought us a banjo game. He brought us a, a Soul Reaver game. We never thought we'd get a Soul Reaver game. Now we have a front soft style Soul Reaver game. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And they'll go buy it. And you know they'll go by because it's dormant IP that people have been asking for. So, like a new quake would do really, really well because people have been bugging them for for a quake game. And mm-hmm. how easy would it be to take you know one of the teams from Call of Duty, be like, hey guys, you know, go make a corridor shooter real quick with uh, magic spells, and mm-hmm. you to have fun with it. And they could go do that, and. We may have a, a like you know a slight break in an update to Warzone or something, but mm-hmm. you'd get a really cool Quake game out of it. So yeah, he he doesn't have to, but if he did, it would earn a lot of goodwill with the community, and we would get a really good nostalgic uh, you know dopamine hit from it, mm-hmm. and people would finally stop talking about how much they want a damn banjo game.
0: It's true, and I think there is a there needs to be a balance. If you're leadership, you don't want to force your, your, uh, teams to make something they don't want to make because then you get unhappy workers and unhappy workers don't make the best products. There's also a matter of serving the community. Hey, we do need to make uh, a game that people are interested in want. And nostalgia does drive clicks. We talked about that a few days ago, drives clicks, drives engagement, drives excitement. Nintendo thrives on nostalgia. Um, PlayStation has done a good job with nostalgia at at different times. Nostalgia is a very useful tool in the repertoire of selling a console. And so um, I'm glad to know he's not forcing IP to return, but I am sure that the questions are being asked. Are you interested in bringing a Spyro back? Is Hexen something that you're interested in? Are you interested in X, Y, or Z? Um, I, I wonder how much second party will play a factor here. You know, will they be interested in in shopping around? Would they? This is an example that's fresh in our minds because we talk about it often. But like, would they go to Ascendant Studios and say, "Hey, Mortals of Avium, dope. You want to do that with Hexen because they do favor?" Um, is, is there a second party conversation that will happen as a result of the bringing in of IP? I don't know the answer to that, but I would imagine, given the nature of these executives and the behaviors we've seen from them over the years, that at the very least they're having those discussions in in. The strategy rooms
1: yeah yeah and i think that's i think that's an important part of of like these acquisitions as well too is like what what are the things that we have now that we can use as uh ways to kind of bolster some of the genres that we're not necessarily uh, uh capitalizing on as well too you know like do we have a Hexen? and i kept saying quake for some reason i don't know why i kept saying quake but yeah it was hex well quake is just as relevant I mean, quake, quake is relevant, but they got that remaster recently, and that's mm-hmm. so. But for some reason, I was I was referencing the Hexen shirt that. that Were Phil you was. really? Yeah, I, I meant. That's Hexen funny. The whole time, Um but uh yeah, like I, I, I think this is a good opportunity for Phil to be like, all right, you know, usually I don't do this, but people are bugging us for the Soul Reaver game. Mm-hmm. It would finally, uh it would finally silence a couple mouths in the in the uh, industry. So, can we do something like that? Has anybody got? Got the cojones to do that. And Lord knows if
0: they put out a triple A quality experience, people are going to be excited. Like that's a, that soul reaver is yeah. a great franchise that I often forget about, but like a triple A modern day soul reaver experience, dude, I can't imagine. Can't imagine many people that are upset by that, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bring back blood rain. You know,
0: I never played that <laughs> one. I never played that. Wait, blood rain. Was that, was that like universally panned? Is that why you're saying that?
1: No, uh, I don't know if it was universally panned. It was, uh, definitely, it it was definitely of a time, um, Mm. uh, pandering a bit to, to a male audience for sure, which is always the, it's the joke in my mind. Uh, it's, it's probably not a good joke.
0: No, no, I know what you're talking about. Then we are talking about the same thing. It's the one that's like nearly nude vampire hunter or vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I just remember having a weird uh, I remember her having weird things in her hair. that didn't make any sense at all. It was like rings in her hair with ribbons coming off of it. And I'm like, that doesn't like weird. It's like the lollipop chainsaw
0: thing. Like it just doesn't make sense. But I know it's going to sell. Right. Makes sense. That makes sense there. Um, in that same interview, which again, a, a good bit of info came out uh, at the moment, there are no plans to bring Xbox Game Pass to PlayStation or Nintendo. Uh yeah. I found that to be a non-story, but a story nonetheless. And what I mean by that is neither Nintendo nor PlayStation want that right now. That's not something they want. We've seen PlayStation do a, a good job at trying to get PlayStation Plus to compete with Xbox Game Pass because Game, pa- Game Pass is a better service at this point. Um, but at the moment, none of those things are happening. I don't think you're going to see that happen until Xbox commands a bit more... Respect in console sales or in IP recognition, but make no mistake, they're in that, they're in that direction and that trajectory. And I'm sure all three of those platforms are like, hmm, this is a possibility one day. How do we prep for it? Uh, I want to also say, before I invite you to, to, to comment on a number of things from this, there was also the debate of, you know, is Xbox going to go third party? Are they still going to make consoles? That that conversation came from this as well. So so take that in whatever direction you're interested in.
1: If if Xbox stops making consoles, then yeah, you'll probably see Game Pass start moving towards PlayStation and Nintendo hardware. But I don't think Phil Phil's a console gamer, man. He's a he's a gamer through and through. I know that he loves the the lineage that Xbox has had with its hardware. It's been a long, a, a long, hard road to even get like Xbox, Microsoft to make an Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's something that they want to just like shirk because mm-hmm. you know what, like they, I mean, they sell, they sell tons of software everywhere else. Game pass or game pass is a, is a proper profitable system. It's a service that, that can make them money and is making them money. So if they have to lose a little bit on, on hardware sales to get that service into more homes, that's an easy, that's an easy decision right there. It's like you, you, you know, it's the whole, the whole premise behind like razors and razor blades, you know, you, mm-hmm. you give away the razor, uh, so that you can sell the razor blades because mm-hmm. you know, they're there, you know, if, if printers they get a free razor,
0: hmm? printers and ink
1: yeah, printers and ink, you can, you can walk into a store and pick up a printer and walk out of the store and they won't stop you. Uh, seriously, they won't. Um, but it, they don't care <laughs> do it because kids. they know red beast in like tell a, your kids <laughs> yeah, yeah they know in a week you're going to be back buying ink that is going to cost more than the actual printer mm-hmm. that's and and as someone who worked in that retail market for a long time i would consistently tell people recycle the printer come buy a brand new one you'll get about as much ink and, hmm. <laughs> and people are like, are like but why? why why wouldn't i just buy the the ink cartridges and i'm like there's more profit on the ink cartridges for them. We don't make anything. We make a lot off of it, but I can tell you right now, it's not a, it's
0: not as good of a deal. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> That's fascinating there.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised about the the conversation around Game Pass not coming to Nintendo, PlayStation. You know, they've got their, they've got their pride, so I understand that. Uh, and Nintendo's always kind of been a very um kind of walled garden like they're very protective about like what's on their ecosystem Mm -hmm. and the switch has really stepped away from that like their their indie game scene as well as their adult game scenes Mm -hmm. is is completely like broadened as a result of the hardware Mm -hmm. um so like you can go to the switch and get just about whatever game you you want Mm-hmm. even though it's it's very oriented towards a family setting uh based mm-hmm. off all their marketing and stuff um so for them to not want to have game pass and make a sweetheart deal with Xbox to get a percentage of that of that sales mm-hmm. is it's it's interesting because they're already Comfortable with the idea of streaming games and selling games at a full price mm-hmm. that are 100% streamed. Look at like resident evil, uh, six, um, or not six. What is it? Eight village eight, right? Uh, I'm not sure what you're asking me. It, what you, is the lost me. resident evil village is eight, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the one that they were selling uh, alongside seven where it was just completely streamed. Like you had to agree to sign up for the streaming service. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. If you wanted to play that game on your switch. Right. And the reason for it is they wanted to have like something that was like decent fidelity Mm -hmm. as opposed to the back Batman trilogy that just released on there, which is
0: just looks rough, but it'll get patched. (laughs) My poor Arkham Arkham Knight is my favorite game of all time. The Arkham series is my favorite series of all time. And DC is is my favorite. uh, I don't know what you would call it. Like I love DC. Let's just put that way. You're wearing a a rough. hoodie, aren't you? Or a Superman Uh, Superman hoodie? Superman hoodie. Yep. Superman hoodie. Batman chair. Like I love superheroes. I don't like one because it's not the other. Like I love Marvel also, but like it's been rough. It's been hard to be a DC fan this last decade because every for every Snyder's Justice League or Matt Reeves The Batman, you're getting Wonder Woman 1984, and for every great video game like i see spider-man 2 and how wonderful it is arkham knight's my favorite game of all time i'm seeing suicide squad be a thing right i'm seeing uh different different franchises get spotlighted in gotham nights gotham Knights. yep that's a good one And it's just like come on man come on it's Why very hard we to be have DC, an man.
1: insomniac over here it's not fair you <laughs> can't keep doing it to us
0: it hurts it hurts we deserve better we deserve better. David Zaslav is a terrible, terrible CEO. Um, I swear, David <laughs> Zaslav at, D- at DC is the same person at at a Sony that's like, you know what we need more live service. Well, let's let's watch this. T- let's let's be five years late to this trend and see what happens. Audience, I am so sorry I got him on this tangent. <laughs> it just hurts. I'm just saying it hurts. Nobody wants to see their favorite thing get. I know. Get we know on. it hurts. We know. But to to
1: kind of bring it back to gaming. I'm bummed that Nintendo, who's been so open to partnerships with uh, third party companies, you know, Ubisoft, a big supporter of the Switch initially in, the, in, in its design and stuff, porting games over that realistically, like most people would not expect on a Nintendo platform due to the nature of their hardware and, and the baseline that they set for it. Mm -hmm. um but to go with cloud streaming is a big win and given that you know a lot of people are accustomed to game pass and having game streaming through game pass for those games uh it's it does seem like just free money that nintendo could get Mm -hmm. if they just said yes to it you know if they Mm -hmm. just said yes as opposed to no or no we don't have any plans so i i think i think realistically like the reason why this isn't a thing is because phil is is holistically focused on ensuring that their platform succeeds now that they have this big acquisition from activision blizzard there's a lot of expectation Mm -hmm. and a big bill that they're going to have to try and like you know kind of take care of you know there's a the check came and there's 69 billion dollars and that that may be a drop in the bucket for microsoft but not for xbox Mm -hmm. so phil has to answer to that and Mm -hmm. enrich the current platform before enriching others
0: and i think that's why you're seeing bundles with things like diablo 4 things like call of duty like these are our big now our big moneymaker franchises let's get it in people's hands and start associating them with xbox because they're making money in wherever those games are but if they can get them as many places as possible, but also increase the install base on Xbox. It's a double a double win to kind of recoup that money that they invested in, uh, as well as simply up their franchise uh, popularity because that's only going to service and support gamers.
1: Yeah, yeah, they want people to think about Xbox when it comes to Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yep, and uh, the, the, for all the Call of Duty discussions that have happened in the communities, that game is doing bonkers well uh and i know they're excited about it i know that xbox is pleased because there's a lot to be happy about there a lot to be happy about and diablo is on a resurgence side note i'm loving diablo's season two having a blast with it really just got some news about it
1: too yeah
0: yeah we we certainly did call of duty's selling baller well got some new stuff announced for their season one which people are very excited about like i was really excited to see one of the crossover characters i wanted which is butcher uh coming in they've got a lot of good stuff coming to cod butcher for Uh, call of duty are you sure yep i'm sure uh it'll be in the zombie mode so the boys is having another crossover with call of duty i didn't know i didn't know the butcher was coming
1: i knew a train was coming
0: a train's coming uh you'll see homelander and starlight make a return butcher is featured in some of the trailers some of them are mode specific that might be what you're thinking of it's not like an operator you can buy i think Uh, ah but there is nuance to that and i don't want to speak out of turn because i don't have it in front of me but i'm seeing butcher in the trailer i'm seeing the boys on display and the boys is a perfect fit for call of duty <laughs> spawn is a good fit um yeah. the ones that feel strange <laughs> are like seeing Messi and Neymar show up these are you know football yeah. legends. um yeah. but cod season one for Modern Warfare three a lot of people are excited about it and to to see diablo doing so well with its seasons and in a return for its season season three is on its way uh, in january season two is doing quite well i like season two a lot um
1: yeah the, see... the season designs a lot better than season one's design
0: oh yeah and, and we just got a huge update for halo infinite which is another you know obvious xbox multiplayer shooter multi uh property yeah. it's getting its pve update finally I am so excited for us as our as in our gaming crew, and I hope the XEP community as well to jump in and play uh, Firefight, which is their horde based mode, which has long been wanted in in Halo Infinite. Uh, and Halo Infinite, I will die on the hill is the best Halo ever made. Um, and the problems with it come from the delivery of content, not the launch version, not the not the mechanics. It was the delivery of content and seasons, and you know that's. Maybe up for debate for some, but I would—it's got to be top three. Um, yeah,
1: there's nitpicks I could make, but I'll, I'll hold off.
0: Yeah, the bigger point is that it's an extremely good game, and it's doing right by its fan base now, and I'm excited by this PVE mode uh, that's coming in. And and simply put, like Xbox is firing on all cylinders right now. We're gonna get a lot of new IP in 2024. We're gonna get. Yep. Uh, we're gonna get. The known IP to associate strong in a stronger way with Xbox gamers. I'm excited by what Xbox is doing in 2024 looks to be big and powerful. I am very curious to see what the Black Friday sales were on Xbox with the bundle mm-hmm. deals. Did people buy into the idea that Xbox is in the right direction? Um, what's happening there? So I'm, I'm curious. We'll see.
1: Yeah, it'll be nice because there were some really good smoking deals on hardware.
0: Yeah. Yep, big time. Big time. Uh, Logan, some quick smaller topics here. Uh, I played some of the Killer Instinct update. It's dope. Very excited by that. Nice. Uh, I know we have one question from our community or one th- uh, topic. Final prediction. This comes from Wolverine over on Threads, Logan. He says, final predictions for Xbox reveals at the Game Awards. Uh, do you have any strong prediction for something we're going to see that, that you're... We talked about at the top of the show, but you're you're adamant that there's gonna be a hardware and there's going to be a uh controller
1: yeah th- th- those are kind of like my main ones I, I I honestly i just I think if anything we would get like a hellblade 2 mm-hmm. uh date but that's like I mean we know that they're close to being done like they've already wrapped up recording and doing all of that stuff there's they're, they're basically they're they're getting closer and closer to done I know that a avowed is something that is still being tested it's not done um Mm -hmm. but i know that they are getting closer to it and they're definitely a lot closer to it than they are outer worlds two at the moment Mm -hmm. Uh, but the the team that was working on pentamit i think is working on something else Mm -hmm. Uh, but i haven't heard much about that but overall i would say like we might get like one or two dates out of out of it but I, I if anything I honestly just expect them to have like a sizzle reel of the stuff that's come out in 2023 with a couple teasers for stuff in 2024 but I don't think we're getting any any solid dates outside of maybe Hellblade 2 and towerborn
0: gotcha gotcha I think Hellblade 2 is the big one is that yeah. a game that can compete with God of War esque third party third person yeah. over the shoulder that's our debate um but because Xbox was choosing to say it, I was more excited because the Game Awards I have mixed excitement for anyway. I don't enjoy the arguments and the debates, but I do enjoy uh, being excited for games. I don't enjoy the spotlight on everything but the people that are making games, but I also appreciate getting to play new stuff. So, you know, what will be the topics to talk about? I'm not sure. But for Xbox to say, hey, go watch it to me is is interesting. And so I'm looking forward to it
1: yeah yeah and, and i mean that's something that i don't think nintendo's done uh yeah. i think we expect sony to kind of be there because they have so many games running for the you know game of the year mm-hmm. um but it's 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 nice to know that xbox wants to have representation at the game awards because of how much expectation there is on the game awards to deliver news mm-hmm. um, which is why i'm surprised like the call of duty six or not not call of duty um gta 6 trailer got mm-hmm. the announcement that they're going to be revealing the the first trailer this coming week and it's not going to be at the game awards yeah um, I, I thought for sure like keely was going to try and do whatever he could he was going to sell his soul to the devil to get that trailer for
0: the game awards and he yeah, didn't. i'm sure he tried you have oh, to i'm sure why he tried I to, No, yeah. you know well is that is that a marketing deal with playstation or, or yeah something like, i think what so. was it what was it I, and i yeah i think Grand thought it was on playstation i think that's the the marketing if i had to guess <sighs> they yeah. get all, all anyway yeah they get call of duty they get the DL- oh no they don't so oh burn yeah singes singes the nostrils well logan i think that's a good place to stop um, yeah. i enjoyed our debates this week i would imagine that next week we have quite a bit to unpack uh across yeah. the across the gaming space uh would you sir be so kind as to let people know where they can find you
1: yeah, um, I'm going to be doing Hall podcast this week. Uh, I'll be reminding people that uh, this is the community weekend. So, or well, this was the community weekend by the time you're hearing this. Um, it may still be going on, but uh, there's login bonuses there as well as the Safer Seas PVE server system that's coming next week for Sea Thieves. So, if there's anything that you wanted to try out or jump into that you were uh, you'd heard the rumors of the uh, the salty pirates on the season you wanted to avoid that safer seas is coming next week on the 7th so it should be good so i'll be talking about that um outside of that i'll probably be playing games with the discord community uh so if you guys sign up for the xbox expansion pass patreon you get access to that discord it's a great little kind of home away it's like a, it's a clubhouse you know it's, it's like a tree yeah. clubhouse where your buddies show up and y'all hang out and play games together. And uh I just I, I love I love when we get to to just chat with folks and jump into different games mm-hmm. from different people that you you've never met before until you get into that Discord and you just realize how cool everyone is.
0: I love that we just sometimes just jump into that Discord to voice chat while we play games and then people just hop in and talk about their day and see how they are. It's very community based. Um yeah. It's love just been it. a nice necessary needed thing and like i've been kind of social media absent um yeah. at, at, you know as we put shelby down and that was really hard but like seeing the community still thrive and be supportive and kind to each other seeing that some of the c- content creators that are in our community still use that uh you use the paid you know the, the, their own content creation spot like that has been cool i'm consistently uplifted by how wonderful they all are so yeah
1: yeah me too yeah and I was really surprised that you decided to uh, dress up as the little boy. Uh, I think it was Travis from Old Yeller um, when he went Jesus. to go put Jesus. Old Yeller. I mean, Shelby down. Um, it was very awkward, especially going. You know, the screenshots of of taking the shotgun into the the veterinarian. Wow. You know, that was it. It was it was a choice. I'm not gonna you know say that it was a bad choice or a good choice, but it was definitely a choice. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I know you wanted to do her right. And, you know, I'm sure whatever new, whatever new puppy you get will, uh, will, will embody the soul
0: of, uh, of your, your past dog. Good Lord, Logan. Good <laughs> Lord! <laughs> all right, cool kids. Uh, find me on socials <laughs> at Insipid ghost. Thank you to any and all who have, uh, checked us out on YouTube, on Spotify, shared your Spotify rap list, all that stuff. Please consider hitting like and subscribe. Have a fantastic rest of your week, everyone. Take care.